Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to the Irish Times Women's Podcast. I'm Bernice Harrison. This Sunday, September the 9th, representatives from parliaments across the world will gather in Dublin Castle for a two-day meeting. All of those representatives will be women. They're meeting for a global gathering of women's caucuses, the first of its kind in the world. Now, many of you listening to this might be wondering what exactly a women's caucus is, and we don't blame you, because before we recorded today's episode, all of us here in the Women's Podcast weren't too sure ourselves. Last November... The majority of the female TDs and senators in the Oireachtas joined together to form the first Irish Women's Parliamentary Caucus, with the aim of meeting every two months to address issues affecting women both inside and outside Leinster House. Green Party Deputy Leader Catherine Martin is chairperson of the caucus, and Fianna Fáil TD Fiona O'Loughlin is also involved in organising this weekend's global gathering, and I'm delighted to have them both in studio. You're both very welcome to today's podcast. Well, the most obvious question, uh, and it's the first one I'm going to ask, uh, so I don't know who's going to take it up, is what is the Irish Women's Parliamentary Caucus? Well, as chair, let Catherine start. <laughs> okay. <certainly>. And <laughs> I know what I say. And can I just say, I wonder, is it caucus that's making me go, what? Because I associate that with this merit. That's the word we just hear of American election time. But anyway, what is the Irish Women's Parliamentary well, Caucus? I, a parliamentary, the Women's Parliamentary Caucus is where um, the group of elected female parliamentarians come together to find common ground to tackle the issues that affect women in, in, in a country. So there are about 87 worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, following my election, I sought to establish one in, in our parliament. There had been a few attempts over the years, but it didn't seem to really take off. Um, but I, I, I brought in... Um, a briefing in, in Leinster House with the women parliamentarians, with women for election, with uh, Claire McGing, who's done extensive research on this in NUI Maynooth, um, and with the National Women's Council of Ireland. And following that, an agreement was made that we would seek to establish the caucus. And it's, it's you know, it's an, an opportunity for us to to leave politics behind. Mm. And we are just female parliamentarians mm. seeking to improve um, the life of women in Ireland. And, and I can see it's cross-party because, of course, we have Fianna Fáil and Green across the table. So, mm-hmm. so, so, go, so go on, you were saying? Absolutely. Well, when Catherine approached me mm. first in the chamber about it, I thought it was a super idea mm. and said I'd love to be involved and be supportive of the whole idea. And I now serve on a subcommittee with Catherine as chair. And I think we've had a, a really, really interesting 12 months. Of course, we had to set the mechanisms in place. Mm. We didn't want it to be just an informal body. So in terms of working on our constitution, putting that together. But essentially, it's about creating a supportive environment Mm. for women working together because we are conscious of the barriers that are there in terms of women in political life and also to try and help empower and inspire other women. And we see a caucus 
this caucus as a legacy that will be there for long after we we have gone, hopefully. But also we would see our own agenda and our working agenda as looking at issues that we can all have common ground mm. on because obviously different political parties will have different perspectives, but there's going to be some common issues that we as women will want to mm. further Within and and there are some of the so what are so have you isolated like a a a short number a lot big number what of issues that you're particularly focused on Um, well the when we when we met um, and and by the way how many are of you are there how many okay so it's it's open to your automatically we decide in our constitution that all female parliamentarians from both houses are automatically. Um, in the caucus, because okay. we felt that would be the easiest way from part from doll term to doll. But term they don't have to take part. They they don't have to. Nope. They can opt out okay. if they wish. Um, but we also, in our constitution, decided to tap into the wealth of knowledge from former female parliamentarians. So it also includes the former um, parliamentarians. Oh, fantastic! Um, yeah. And we had um, up until recently the sad loss of, for example, Monica Burns. Oh, yeah. uh, she was Such incredible um, um, at, at our and came to every single meeting. Mm. But it, you, you often feel, I know Fiona would, would think the same way, sometimes the contributions from the former members you feel like a, applauding. Bit mm, of, and and we're really, we're really mm. benefiting from, from that. So what, but issues what some of the issues we've like, identified would be gender quotas for the local elections. How's that going? Um, so on foot of making that decision, we um, we have met with Minister Owen Murphy's advisors and, and officials from his department. The caucus saw a way around it in that, you know, it's not attached to state funding. And we were looking more for the carriage approach rather than the stick approach. And we brought, we, we asked that of the officials, had they thought about incentives? The word on the ground is that it will happen mm. in time for next year because they might do it by regulation. Um, and we, we hear that it, it, it may be something similar to, you know, that the parties who reach gender quotas for local elections may get funding for a women's officer or an equality officer. That's what we're hearing. It's not official yet. Yes, okay. But that's what we're hearing. So on you're testing it out. Okay. Um, another. And another. Sorry. Be, can I just ask you just the gender quotas for the the local elections? What, what would the quota be? How would that work? Or what? What to reach what are the, the numbers? Thirty percent. Thirty percent. Well, yeah. Okay. Currently, seventy eight percent in local government are are male, mm. um, and it is really the platform for 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 the next step into mm. national parliament. And we do want more women representation in our national parliament too. Um, another another issue that we've been working on is we have uh, requested that the Oireachtas carry out a survey of sexual harassment, harassment and bullying in Leinster House. Now, not just for, for those of us who are elected, but for every single person who works in Leinster House. And that includes journalists too um, and all staff. Um, so in on foot of that, the Oireachtas Commission have decided to they're, they're working on drafting a policy on dignity and respect, which we have very much fed into. But we have been insistent at every meeting that the 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 survey is key because mm. we need to know the baseline that we're working and from. That and it's independent. Yeah. And, and that there is a facilitator from outside Leinster mm-hmm. House that would carry and it out. And did that come out of complaints or feedback or any, or is this n- nearly part of the zeitgeist, if you like, now? Because we're also acutely aware of those issues now. It wasn't as a, as a, as a result of complaints. Mm. It was just something that we identified was something that needed to, to be done. And we wanted, at the time of our establishment, um, we wanted to be not, very much seen we're not just about looking after ourselves it's not that at all that's the the misconception out there there you know it's about looking after everybody so we did at the time make a commitment to look after everyone who works in Leinster House and this is our way of saying you know Mm. it's about everyone here as well as what we do for for and we're conscious of reports coming from other parliaments from uh, across the world effectively across the sea and across the world 
And we thought that, you know, maybe it is happening and maybe we're not aware about it. And maybe by opening this up that we would encourage people to come forward and then to examine how we can put best practice in place through the dignity and respect guidelines that would be in place. Because as Catherine says, it's about protecting everybody and we felt it was a body of work that needed to be done. Mm. And how has the, the parliamentary Women's Parliamentary Caucus been, been received in Leinster House? So, you know, by by men, by you know, is it is it a that's women for you or how how has it been received? Very well. I know my my party leader Michael Martin would mm. regularly ask about it, yeah, and he thinks it's a really good idea. And, and practically all of the men within um, my own party and anybody else that I've spoken to, they think it's a good idea, and they're very encouraging and very supportive of it. And do you take positions on, like for example, the abortion referendum and so on? Do you take sort of women's parliamentary position on that or is that entirely separate? That's nothing to do with That's separate, Steve. For the Mm. caucus to work, you have to find common ground Mm -hmm. uh, and then move forward with that. That was an issue that we didn't find common ground. So on that referendum, we agreed that we welcomed the the, the referendum, but we didn't take a position on on yes or no. And um, that's just the nature of how a caucus works because you can't have it divisive. It's about about working together. Yeah, yeah. It's about strengthening our political impact and that means finding the common ground. Um, but, you know, on the, the talks of the upcoming um, referendum, if you're talking about how we're being received, I think just our involvement in that, in mm. that we had a caucus meeting. This where, is the women's place in the home, mm, the, the women's place in the home, mm-hmm. yeah. And at the caucus meeting, it was discussed that we heard Cabinet were getting close to, to making an announcement of that of, of, of a date for that referendum. And at the time, we, we discussed how we thought, will they, will they make a decision of to include carers in the home or will it include carers outside the home? And the caucus asked me to write to the minister and, and say, we, we would like to have input as women in, mm, in, yeah. in, in Parliament before you make an announcement. It seems very obvious to me now, yes. but anyway... Fortunately, not so obvious to some of them, (laughs) as it turned out. Um, So it is our understanding that he went to Cabinet to make that decision. But we have caucus members at Cabinet Mm -hmm. who held up the letter that I had written and said, but what about the request from the Women's Caucus? And the Cabinet Minister said, I am a member of that caucus and I think you should meet them. So the announcement was not made and we did meet with, with, um, with the Minister. So we are... Having yes. an impact so in yeah. cabinet level. So, yeah. do you see that as a win? Do you see that as okay? We're making a difference. This yeah, is this well, is starting. To I think it's very important that it, that in that first year it was important for me. I suppose as as chair, I wanted to make sure that we were taken very seriously. That people knew we were here and we were here to stay. Mm-hmm. And that is our, you know, for the next generation of women, this is it. Yeah, it's, it's not a one hit wonder in the thirty second all. It is going to be here from now on. Because it's tricky, house. isn't it? Thirty second all. Well, it's going to be a thirty third with a whole yeah. new group mm-hmm. of people. So yeah. it's tricky to keep the momentum, isn't it? Yeah of things going. So that's why you have these structures in place mm-hmm. and you spent time doing that. Okay. And that's really, really important because, as you say, the life in Leinster House, mm. let alone the constituencies that we all represent, is hugely busy. And the demands in all of our times and the various committees that we're on. So we had to ensure that we we took time initially to put those structures in place and we adhere to those absolutely. Mm. So now this weekend, uh, which is the reason uh, we, we were so happy to, to have you come into the uh, Women's Podcast Studio, is a two-day event in Dublin Castle. And it's the, the global gathering of women's caucuses, the first of its kind in the world. How did that come about? Um it was actually an idea I had that I, I brought to the caucus. Again, as I've said to you, I wanted to make sure that um, we were visible, that people took us seriously and they were here to stay. Um, 
last year I, I mentioned the caucus, you know, we are approaching the centenary of, of women's suffrage. How can we commemorate that? Um, when I was seeking to establish the caucus and the, res- the research I did, I didn't know that much about what was going on with other caucuses around the world. I just knew there were 87 and you hear little achievements yeah. here and there. Um, and I... I said, what if we hosted the, the first ever gathering of caucuses so we, we could learn from each other? Mm. Um, and the, the the caucus agreed to that. And that's why we're having it. And we have up to 50 countries um, attending on September 9th and 10th in Dublin Castle. And, um, and what's key to that as well as the parliamentarians is we're inviting NGOs, charities, you know, uh, women, in women in business, women in sport, women in media, um, and they are going to feed into parliamentarians across the world as what what do women need to see to ha- happen. Mm. I, I think it could be a really great network and a great experience for all of us because every caucus is unique and every caucus has to work within a different uh, political culture, shall we say, you know, in terms of the country that they live in. So I think the opportunity for us as legislators and as women in our parliament to have the opportunity to particularly, I think, link in with those who've been in a caucus for a period of time. Um, I think that it's going to be a great learning process. And also, we need to take our place among women parliamentarians in the world. And that's important. Mm. And uh, so the fact that we have over 50 coming is quite incredible. And I think to have it in Dublin Castle and to have the support of the government and the president Mm. is really, really important. And it's going to be a great event. Great. And you, you mentioned there, Fiona, you know, that one of the, the, the issues that you, you're dealing with or trying to consider is the barriers of entry to, to women into politics. Now, whether it's women feel those barriers themselves or whether there are actual barriers, you know, what would you say is the main thing that you're trying to trying to break down? What What is the, the one thing that you feel makes women think, you know what, that's not for me? I think it's to encourage, inspire and empower women. Mm-hmm. Because every woman is absolutely capable of using her voice and taking her place. But it's finding that voice is the, is the biggest problem. And Constance Markovic, who obviously, you know, was elected 100 years ago as our very first parliamentarian in Ireland, very first parliamentarian in the UK, second female minister in the world. She spoke about that over 100 years ago. I think it was... Um, 1909, she spoke to the um, a group of women within a library service and she spoke to them about finding their voice and encouraging them to use that voice. And, and I honestly think that that is the biggest issue because we can talk about um, the barriers perceived or otherwise, and some of them certainly are there. And we can talk about, you know, the cash, the confidence, um, the child care. But I think... That's interesting. Cash, confidence and child care. They're the, the they're three the, Really? And, okay. And, mm-hmm. and they're viewed as the biggest barriers okay. for women coming in. So I suppose I'm lining into the confidence one. And that is by giving other women the confidence. And I think that if other women see us as leaders within our parliament, and maybe by virtue of what's happening next weekend as leaders within a global network of women. And that may encourage them. I mean, I know certainly since I became a TD two years ago that other women, uh, both within my constituency and outside, have approached me about how to get involved in politics, that they were interested and they they liked hearing the women. And because we have the largest number ever, it 
it, it nearly gave them the confidence to start asking those questions. So I would pick that out as the most important thing to do. And as Catherine was talking about the quota in terms of local government, that's something that we're going to work on also as a caucus, helping to support women running for local elections. Mm. We're, we're also planning to have a winter school. We have a lot of summer schools. We have a lot of summer schools. But, but we, mm-hmm. and, and we've just <laughs> finished our education. Myself and Catherine have just finished a two-day education committee oh. summer school. We've just finished it literally half an hour ago. But we're talking about having a winter school in relation to particular aspects that women need to work on on behalf of other women, like the gender pay gap, for example, and maternity issues. Catherine introduced a bill uh, uh, for premature, around maternity leave for premature babies, which was very, very welcome. And I think it was only a woman that could have brought that Mm. forward. I brought forward a bill before the summer in relation to shared maternity leave between women and men. So I think that there are aspects around um, maternity and and around domestic violence as well mm-hmm. that I think that we as women can bring a perspective to and to help support women who need help in those areas. It, it comes back to that phrase that you hear a lot that young girls cannot aim to be what they cannot see. So that with the caucus, with the Congress, you know, with Dublin Castle full of women from every walk of life, um, that's hope. We're hoping that that will in, inspire them. And just in, in relation to to the Congress, it'd be remiss of me not to mention, you know, as Fiona is on the subcommittee, but so is Marcella Corcoran Kennedy, mm-hmm. Ivana Batchik, Senator Clet Kelleher, and our former. Um, member is uh, Mary Bonatti and we have been meeting every week with the the Oireachtas staff massive support from them but every single week basically since since January and if you want to see a caucus working that is the caucus working because we are simply female parliamentarians planning an event and politics does not come into it and every week I'm at that meeting I see how the caucus is is working Fantastic well look very best of luck with it this weekend and thank you very much for coming into studio Catherine Martin and Fiona O'Loughlin just to say as well, I'd like to to thank the the Kian Corla Sharna Fraul for um every every year the Kian Corla will host a major event, and in order for our uh, congress to happen, he agreed to to co-sponsor the event, and he's handed it over to to the Women's Caucus. So I'd just like to thank the Kian Corla for the support. That's all we've time for today. Thanks to TD's Catherine Martin and Fiona Lachlan for coming into the Women's Podcast Studio and enlightening us about the work of the Oireachtas Women's Caucus. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever app you get your podcasts, and you can always find us on irishtimes.com, along with a host of other great podcasts, including Inside Politics, Roisin Meets, and Worldview. If you'd like to get in touch, and we're always happy to hear from you, we're on Twitter and Facebook, at IT Women's Podcast, or you can email us on thewomenspodcast at irishtimes.com. Today's podcast was produced by Roshan Ingle and Jennifer Ryan with JJ Vernon on sound. I'm Bernice Harrison. And until next time, thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrier. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. 
Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us.